said, it's not about just the diet. I said, I have to do something. I have to get the word out. I had this new understanding and empathy about all the creatures that were in this earth. Welcome, Nancy Arenas. Here we are. It is so nice to see you with Vegan Pulse in the background. I, I am going to uh, introduce you now. Nancy Arenas is a vegan advocate and speaker, certified vegan nutrition coach. Take that in. That is a <laughs> unique qualification and the founder and organizer of Red and Green Veg Fest, Albuquerque. She has authored the children's book, Wyatt, the Vegan Pirate, publishes the online magazine, New Mexico Vegan, and as a vegan chef, shares recipes and dietary information through the group Cooking with Compassion. Her newly formed 501c3 nonprofit organization, Sprouting Compassion, Ah, <laughs> will allow her to promote the vegan lifestyle full-time through events, programs, sponsorships, and donations. So listen carefully. Nancy's goal is to create a more compassionate and cruelty-free world. And her personal mantra is live with compassion, eat without violence. And so I know as we are streaming live inside vegan spirituality on Facebook, for those of you that are listening live or on the replay, we are here with a like-minded individual. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You have so much background and so many credentials that I don't know where to start with the question. So this is the one I wind back to. We are doing this for the podcast called Journey Through Health and Wellness. So I'm interested in winding back and asking you, where did this journey begin? Well, this journey began one day in my kitchen. And the reason why is because I was born and raised in Brooklyn and I was going to Brooklyn College and I had a friend, Michael, and he was vegan at that time. And he would always invite me to have lunch, go with him, meet him for lunch. And I would say, okay, but you eat your rabbit food and I'll bring my own food. I have teeth of the canine kind and I intend to use them, kind of a deal. But eight years ago, he came to visit me here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I was so waiting to see him because I wanted him to be proud of me. I said, I'm a vegetarian. And he paused for a second and he goes, that's better. And I was so like, that's better. What do you mean that's better? And he goes, well, you're not vegan. And I was like, well, what's the difference? And that question was the opening of a Pandora box of information I didn't know, of information that now I cannot unsee. And that led me to this passion of advocating for veganism for everyone, for the planet, the animals, the humans, just the world in itself and the future generations as well. So you, so you stepped into the vegan lifestyle that many years ago, which is not that many years ago, eight no. years ago. And so I, that's similar. I, I stepped in, in in 2012. And so you have in the past eight years kind of created this nonprofit dynasty 
which is so incredible. And I, and for those of you that are listening to the podcast, when you're listening, you couldn't see Nancy's facial expression when I called it a nonprofit dynasty, because it, it is a testament to how much change an individual can go through in a, in a short time frame. And this is so pertinent right now because of what we have all come through in the past year or so. So fast forward to today, which of your you know, nonprofits or experiences would you like to let us know about or inspire us to become part of? Well, I neglected to mention before that when Michael came to visit and in my kitchen, when I asked that question, the difference between vegan and vegetarianism, and he told me about the animals and I never had made that connection before. I mean, I love animals, cute cows, cute pigs, but I didn't ever make that connection of them being on my plate until then. And then I decided I'm going vegan. And after that, this is what happened. So I said, I was so upset with myself that I never got that message, that I didn't make that connection, thinking that I was such a activist for a better world all these years and not connecting the animals with the food on my plate. And what happened was I went vegan right then and there. A month to the date, pretty much, I woke up and I was like, something's wrong. And my partner said, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm not feeling any pain. Because what I didn't mention was that I was riddled with fibromyalgia, joint pains, joint swelling, bursitis, migraines, vertigo. And all of that, after a month of eating plant-based, they all disappeared. And I had not ever known myself not to be in pain for so many years. And that is why when that happened, I said, I have to do something. I have to get the word out because doctors are not telling people this. Others don't know about it, obviously, because why would you choose to live in pain? I know that if I would have known that, I would have made the connection. And so I decided I took it upon myself to make it my mission to help other people by doing anything I can to promote veganism. And even though eight years ago wasn't a long time ago, eight years ago here in New Mexico, hardly anybody knew that what vegan meant. You know, I would go to a restaurant and they go, oh, we don't have any vegan options. And I would go, well, do you have rice? Is it cooked with any animal products? No. Well, that's vegan. Do you have beans? Does it have lard or anything? No. Well, that's vegan. You do have vegan options. So it was like trying to educate also the restaurants at that time. And everywhere I went, although some people might think it was an annoyance, to me, any chance I get, I, would, I got, I would go vegan because I wanted them to ask me. I wanted them to talk to me about it so that I can engage them in a conversation about it as well. This is so interesting. I feel like I'm looking at in the mirror because my story is very similar to you without realizing once I stepped in and I stepped in as a raw living foodist initially, unbelievable contrast in how my body felt and then my brain changed. And so keep on this thread. What do you have to say about your brain and your eyes, perhaps, and your body? Well, 
I mean, you talked, you spoke about your body, but what about, yeah, just a little bit more into the feeling. How, how do you feel now? And in terms of your effectiveness, in terms of your life purpose. So um, again, once that happened, I talked about the changes that went into, uh, um, that I experienced within my body. But then I also experienced changes in my heart and in my mind because I started looking at critters, little animals, little insects, regular animals, you know, meaning cows and dogs and cats. And, and, and I've always had a connection with the dogs, but then it just kind of expanded. I was like the Grinch whose heart grew two inch, you know, three times, three sizes bigger kind of a deal because all of a sudden I had this new understanding and empathy about all the creatures that were living with us in this earth, you know, earthlings just like us. And my mind started thinking a little bit different when I approached different situations with different animals, you know. And I had the experience of having a robin give birth behind my house, behind my house in the yard. And she had little, you know, little robins in her nest. And I was, I didn't know that it was there, but I was trying to figure out what was happening. And I went to get closer and the robin actually jumped from where she was at to come to um, the ground before me. And she actually, I'm not kidding you, took her beak and kind of put her beak down on the ground and kind of went like this. And I told my partner when I came inside, I says, the robin drew the, draw the line. She drew the line. She said, I couldn't go past that line. And it was because she had the little babies behind it. And that same robin, I watched her teach her little babies to fly. Like she would try to get up on a stump and the baby would try to get, get on the stump. And, you know, it was just amazing. All of a sudden I was able to see all these different things and how these little innocent creatures were communicating with each other and how they just had a different language. Like I could tell you, hola, como esta? And you may not understand Spanish, right? But if you are Spanish, you understand. So they just have their own language. They're just like us. They have families, they have friends. And my consciousness, I want to say, I think started expanding beyond the one that society has given me, you know. And so it, it just, it breaks my heart, you know, to know that animals are dying right now while we're sitting here talking because people have not made that connection. And it's overwhelming sometimes, as I know that it is for you and many vegans when you think about, you know, the horrors that the farmed animals are going through. So I decided then, okay, so what can I do? What, how can I contribute? So I started by saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm an event coordinator. So I'll start by initiating a red and green veg fest here in New Mexico. So I started with that. What is that? Could you tell us for those of us that are planning like me to come there sometime? Oh, that would be awesome. So the Red and Green Veg Fest is where I bring people in to talk about different aspects of veganism. Speakers, local and from out of the country. We've had people from Germany. We've had people from California. We have, we have you know, from everywhere, from Serbia. And we have cooking demos. We have vendors that offer vegan services, products, 
and also food. And we have done this for every year, except for COVID last year where we went virtual. And this year, August 28th and 29th, please check out the Red and Green Veg Fest Facebook page and you'll see all the details for our virtual Veg Fest coming up in August, where we have Cindy Lou, um, Cindy Lou from Puerto Rico doing a cooking demo. We have Max Broad from Washington talking about animals and uh, voting, you know, and the regulations and laws and things like that. And we have Arturo Jose Garcia, who's talking about food empowerment and, and the social disjustices about that. So we have very interesting people and always different topics because I think it is very important that we emphasize that it's not about just a diet. It affects so many things, human life, animal lives, our environment, our society, just prejudices. It, it, it's so co-jointed and nobody is making that connection. Well, we are making that connection, but we need society in the whole to make that connection as well. So beautiful. So the Red and Green Veg Fest is on August 28th and 29th, uh, 2021, we are in. So some people who are watching the or listening to the podcast may be listening to it much later than that. Are there other ways that you would, you know, recommend that people start to understand the relationship between veganism and spirituality just every day? What are some tools or techniques that you might use in your own life to tap into your and I'm going to call it vegan spirituality because this might, I, I'm making an assumption here, but this may have come to you once you became plant-based. Um, yeah. Are there certain routines or ways of being that are particularly important that you might recommend or suggest that people maybe try once or twice? I think, and I have to say that I do run a vegan spirituality support group here in New Mexico. It's a heart and soul support group for vegans who want to talk about their daily lives and what they have to encounter. Because as you know, when we go through the daily life with non-vegans and they think it's a joke, sometimes they make jokes about something, you say something and they'll come out with some, you know, real smart answer like bacon, like really? <laughs> but anyway, I would suggest that first of all, you need to kind of think about who you want to be. Do you want to be a person who just goes along for the ride? Or do you want to be a person who not only goes for the ride, but is actually enjoying that ride and being able to see with their own eyes objectively? Or do you want people to tell you what to do and what to say and what to do? kind of a thing. So I start, I'll just go through what I start with. I start my morning with, I am a Buddhist. So I start my morning with a little chanting meditation just to clear my mind. And really it is just to focus on who I want to be, what I am striving for, and to give me kind of a guide and remind, a reminder of that very thing. You know, I want to be a kind person. I want to be a compassionate person. I do not want to do harm to any individual, whether human or non-human. This is who I want to be. I want to help 
society and the world be better, more compassionate. And so I start like that. And then I will do, of course, some physical stretching. I, am, um, I also do an exercise class that I'm a guide. And it's more about, you know, keeping your balance, your core balance, your range of motion, and really sustaining the little muscles that sustain your big muscles, because it's very important. So I start with that. So it's kind of trying to make yourself reach the best and the highest potential than you can. And I always try to be better today than yesterday, you know, and you have to re uh, remember that not to knock yourself if you happen to make a mistake, if you, you know, if you're trying to, if I'm trying not to argue with people or trying to be calm about things and sometimes I might lose my temper, not to really down myself so much and say I'm more, I am a work in progress and know that next time, okay, you don't wanna go that down that line. So it's kind of trying to find ways to improve yourself each day and not kind of blame yourself for who you were 20 years ago, six months ago, or a month ago, or even yesterday, as long as you are trying to make your path to a better place in society with the people around you as well. So that's, that's who I wanna be. What a way to be and what a model that you are setting for the reimagination of culture. And um, you are one of the authors in the book soon to be published in October of 2021, but you know, pre-orders are available now through Lantern Books called Vegan Voices. And what an honor to be speaking with you and that you had the opportunity there to impart some of your wisdom. Did you want to talk for, you know, a couple of minutes about what your essay might be about so people will have their interest piqued and then they can go order the book uh, from Lantern right now, pre-order it if they so choose. And of course, I want to shout out the wonderful editor of the book, Joanne Kong, who, you know, who connected us, right? And who is connecting all 50 of us. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us what you, tell us what you got. <laughs> so, so first of all, Joan Kahn, what can I say? She is just a compassionate, loving individual. And I met her because I reached out to her to be on, to come to one of my Red and Green Veg Fest in Albuquerque, which she did present at, talking about food sustainability. And what an honor it was to be asked to be part of that book with the other individuals who also are part of that book. I spoke about my thinking that I was such a good person and activist and, you know, I grew up back in the 70s, which I'm so glad for. And I grew up in New York, which I'm also so glad for because we were a melting pot. Well, we are a melting pot. And so my life experience growing up is a little different than someone who might have grown up in different smaller cities, um, you know, or in the country. So to me, it was really, when I think back on it, when I reminisce, I am so happy that I was part of that. It was when we were talking about, you know, give a hoot, don't pollute kind of a thing. And, you know, ecology, and it was just a turn 
like right now we're having another one of those turns where younger generations were speaking up against their older generation who had all these prejudices and we were trying to wipe it out. We were trying to say, no, that's not acceptable. That's not the way we want the world to be. Unfortunately, as John Lennon put it in one of his interviews, when he was asked, what happened? We gave up, people gave up. There was an election, the person they didn't want to um, win the election won and people just gave up. And so silently went their own merry ways. So I don't want that to happen this time with veganism and I'm very aware of that. So I know that I want to make sure that I'm gonna be talking about veganism every chance I get with every person I meet just because it's the right thing to do. I mean, how could you fight against people who want compassion and peace in the world? How could you really be against people who want you know, the prejudice to be done away with and for a more fair world for everyone, no matter what your eco-social status is? So I want to make sure that that doesn't happen this time. So I might be the last person in this fight going down vegan, 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 but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> well, you know, I interviewed Dr. Salesh Rao earlier in the week. And another friend. Another beautiful, incredible individual who founded the Vegan World 2026 initiative and I'm thinking of this right now because of what you brought up about people making fun of us. And, you know, even my husband, I love him so much. He's watching here. He said, vegan 2026, ah, you know, but listening to you and here we are, the two of us plus him plus 47 others. And so we're not alone anymore. And so John Lennon's words resonate, but we are the shift. We are the regenerative future. And the idea of bringing together the environmental movement with the vegan movement, with the spirituality movement is what's now happening in present tense. And we are that. And I'm here to say, and this is a bold statement, those of us that come along will continue to be here in this form. And those of us that are following the popular story, read between the lines, may not be here for much longer. And this is of, you can call it of biblical proportions, you can call it of ancient Buddhist proportions, you can call it of any ancient spiritual tradition. This is the change. This is the moment we've been waiting for, and it is us, and here we are. Nancy Arenas, thank you so much for being here today, for your perseverance, <laughs> and, and that's something that, that is just having to do with even getting onto this live today, <laughs> this meeting, right? So we are here and we are here to stay in solidarity. I honor you. I am so excited 
about all that you're doing. Is there something, well, we did have some mention here in the chat. We posted in August 28th and 29th for, for the, the red and green veg fest in Albuquerque, a reminder, if you're interested in going, you can let us know what other things are happening. But Stan mentions here, people think it's okay to challenge vegans. He uses it as an opportunity to educate. And right now he's trying a Wendy's bean burger and his young cashier is vegan. She smiled to her manager when he ordered one with no cheese. And so in real time, in these moments, in each order, in each bite, in each statement, in each festival, we are the change. How would you like to um, close us out? I wanna, I wanna put a shout out to Wisdom Love, who's watching live, James Tenbrook, Kara Kaisman, Lee Chia Chang. Thank you so much for being here live. Remember to share this live uh, widely and it will remain on the Vegan Spirituality Facebook page. And then in a, a number of weeks, maybe a month, this will be on the podcast called Journey Through Health and Wellness. It appears on anchor.fm, on TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> not TikTok. I'm showing my age here. TikTok <laughs> under the name Reimagine TikWAC, T-C-W-A-C, which stands for Reimagining the Turtle Creek Watershed and Airshed Communities Plus. I will drop the link to the uh, website. We are integrating now and cross-pollinating the environmental movement, the vegan movement, and the spirituality movement. Movement. And, and don't forget, it is a social movement when you talk about it, when you, when you read about it, when you research it, because it affects everything. And I just want to say one thing. If you're vegan, vegetarian, just keep on the path. Don't be swayed away from it because somebody says, oh, it's not going to happen. It's a fad because look at us, we're all over the world and it's not a fad. It's something that has to happen if we are to survive. So whether screaming or not screaming, the world will be vegan. I call them pre-vegans and they will soon be joining us because there won't be any other way to live. And here, how cool would that be? <laughs> here, here to the language pre-vegan and I'm going to drop in the language vegan leaning. I honor all of those who eat one more vegetable at dinner tonight. I honor all of those who think because they've watched this that they might perhaps consider a meatless Monday. I'm here honoring all of you that might step into a three week, 21 day vegan kickstart challenge that is laid out for you through the Physicians for Responsible Medicine and Dr. Neil Barnard. Wherever you are is just where you're supposed to be. So with that, thank you, thank you, thank you again. I look forward to, to, to seeing you and being with you in person at some point. But in the meantime, I will be following you, Nancy Arenas, and I know that those that are new to you will be very inspired by you today. Stan says, pre-vegan, nice. He says, thank you so much. Wisdom Love says, love this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, and if you have a pulse, 
you have a purpose. Live vegan.